Welcome back to The Refugee Report. This episode's focus is the refugee crisis in the Central African Republic. Like other Sub-Saharan African countries, the CAR has been the victim of colonialism and decades of violence. However, the reasons for this have greatly varied over the years. Before beginning this episode, we would like to warn you that the following audio and descriptions may be disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. The CAR is a country in the center of Africa that is landlocked. The country is about the size of France, and it borders Chad, Sudan, South Sudan, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, the Republic of the Congo, and Cameroon. The geography includes large river systems, river basins, and lakes. It also has large plateaus and mountains. In the north, the climate is dry savanna. In the south, it is a rainforest climate since it is closer to the Congo. This region is also incredibly mineral-rich and filled with natural resources. People have settled and existed in this region for up to 8,000 years. This means the CAR is not home to a single ethnic group. Rather, it is a melting pot of different groups and languages who came to the region. This did not prevent the region from becoming a colony. In 1880, the French took the CAR and renamed it the French Congo. The colony was modeled so that private corporations could strip the land of its resources for a very low cost. This meant the natives lived in horrible labor conditions and disease was rampant. As a result of the horrible conditions, in 1928, the Congo-Wara rebellion took place against the French, but this effort failed. After this, the CAR fought on behalf of the Free French Army during World War II. Following the war, France went through a period of decolonization. However, it wasn't until 1960 that the CAR became an independent country. Throughout the 1960s and 70s, the CAR devolved into a dictatorship. It was even renamed the Central African Empire, and the ruler called himself the Emperor. By 1979, the situation deteriorated to the point that France sent troops into the country to re-establish a new government. This didn't really work. Throughout the 1980s, the government returned to its usual authoritarian habits under a new ruler. The country would not have a free and fair election until 1993. By 1996, the government began some discriminatory tactics against ethnic groups, and there was an ethnic mutiny. By 1997, the UN set up a military mission to the country. The UN has conducted a staggering 12 missions in the country since then. By 2003, Francois Bozizé seized power in a coup. Since this coup, he has been accused of a number of human rights crimes. This led to the Central African Bush War in 2004. France got involved in the war by providing airstrikes on behalf of the government. A ceasefire was finally reached in 2008. In 2011, there was an election that took place that some considered to be illegitimate. Rebels then formed a coalition with one another and called themselves the Seleka. This is a mostly Muslim militant group. In 2013, Bozize is overthrown by the Seleka and he flees the country. 
Rebels have seized control of the capital of Central African Republic. That's according to government officials who say the takeover of Bangui has forced President Francois Bozizé to flee to the Democratic Republic of Congo. The Salika rebel coalition resumed hostilities during the past week in the mineral-rich former French colony. This military takeover meant that Faustine Arkan Duadera, a Muslim leader of the Seleka, took power and became president. It's worth mentioning that only 9% of the country is Muslim, whereas the majority of the country is Christian. To be clear, the CAR does not have a history of religious conflicts. However, this began to change in 2013. After the Seleka takeover, the group began committing a number of human rights abuses throughout the country against Christians. Christian rebel groups called the Anti-Balaka began to form. These groups were originally designed as a neighborhood watch against Seleka attacks. The group then evolved into a full militia, conducting their own military campaigns. These campaigns included targeting and slaughtering Muslim civilians. Anti-Balaka Christian militia are taking revenge for atrocities committed by the Seleka. But they don't differentiate between fighters and civilians, so some take precautions when they come to pray. We live in fear. We are prisoners in our district. We can only stay in our neighborhood. When we try to go out, they shoot us. Tens of thousands of Muslims have left in panic. Scenes that have been repeated so many times, the United Nations is warning of a dramatic shift in demographics. The targeting of Muslims was exacerbated due to the disarmament of the Seleka. The French, Rwandan and Congolese peacekeepers began the process of seizing weapons from the Seleka. This was in response to their human rights abuses. However, these peacekeepers did not do the same thing with the Anti-Balaka. This gave the Anti-Balaka the ability to commit atrocities without the retaliation of the Seleka. All of these human rights abuses committed by both sides were done with near total impunity. The justice system is ill-equipped at prosecuting these offenders. In fact, many of these atrocities did not happen in the distant countryside. Many were committed in broad daylight on the streets of the capital of Bangui. So, for many years after this, the country was plunged into a chaotic civil war. The former Seleka leader, President Duadera, lost complete control over the group. The group then became known as the ex-Seleka, and they took hold of land in the north of the country. It wasn't until 2019 that a peace deal was signed between all of these rebel groups. This deal was intended to let leaders and fighters of these groups into the military and government. Unfortunately, this peace agreement failed. Instead, these rebels who were previously battling one another formed a coalition called the CPC. This is a collective of both Christian and Muslim militant groups. Remember the former president, Francois Bozizé, who was ousted in 2013? Well, he tried to run for president again, but the high court of the CAR blocked this effort. They cited Bozizé's countless accusations of human rights crimes as reason for why he cannot run. So, it is rumored that Bozizé is organizing the CPC from exile in order to remove the current leader, President Duadera. As a result, many foreign countries have gotten more involved in order to protect the standing government. 
One country is Russia. Russian contractors who work for an oligarch close to Vladimir Putin have been sent to the country to train troops. Some argue that Russia is doing this to build a relationship with the CAR so that they can take advantage of the country's natural resources. These Russian contractors have been accused of committing human rights crimes within the CAR. Listen to these survivors detail their experience when faced with Russian mercenaries. The gendarmerie and the Russians asked us to take the women and children out of the mosque. Six of us walked out with our hands raised. They searched us and found nothing. We hadn't even gone five meters when they started shooting at us. Four people died, one jumped a wall, and I was shot in the right foot. That same day, Jabrila told CNN her 15-year-old son was killed by Russians firing from a helicopter. When her husband went out to find him, he was shot down too. My husband was buried together with my 15-year-old son. When the burial was over, we couldn't even say a word. I was crying. My children also came next to me, wailing. It was the Russians who killed my husband, leaving me with children in pain. The Russians have been accused of crimes like murder, torture, and sexual assault. This has further added to the abuses faced by those in the CAR. Due to situations like this, many in the CAR have been forced to flee their homes. Around 1.9 million people from the CAR have been displaced throughout all of these conflicts. This means that over one-third of the total population has been displaced at some point. The refugee crisis has been made especially worse in the last year. Between December of 2020 and March of 2021 alone, over 200,000 people fled their homes. That happened in the span of about four months. Right now, 700,000 refugees from the CAR are internally displaced. The options for internally displaced refugees are abysmal. Many go to churches or mosques where religious leaders are overwhelmed trying to help these people. Others have created massive makeshift refugee camps. At one point in 2013, these refugees went to the tarmac of an airport in the capital of Bangui. This makeshift camp had 70,000 people living in it. The camp lacked basic amenities and it only had three doctors. In addition, some militants would try to sneak into the camp and kill some of the refugees inside. It is very difficult to get aid to these camps in the city. Right now, the rebels have created blockades to the capital that block necessary resources and humanitarian aid. This has caused food prices to skyrocket. Buying supplies like a bag of flour can cost up to 100 US dollars. Although the situation in the city is bad, it is no better in the countryside. Internally displaced refugees in rebel-held territory describe their new villages and homes being looted and destroyed. So, around 730,000 are currently seeking asylum in other countries. They have mostly gone to Cameroon, the DRC, and Chad. These countries are unable to meet the needs of refugees since some have crises of their own. The Democratic Republic of the Congo has faced conflict throughout the years and it has its own refugee crisis. Some refugees from the DRC have fled to the Central African Republic. If you haven't already, please listen to our episode on the DRC. All of this is incredibly concerning, but there is a path to peace. 
The biggest problem in the CAR is that militants are committing human rights crimes with impunity. If the United Nations is able to help the CAR in establishing a stable justice system, then victims could finally receive justice. This would go a long way in ending the cycle of violence and bringing peace to the country. Before concluding this episode of the Refugee Report, we would like to recommend an organization that is helping refugees from the Central African Republic. This week, it is Doctors Without Borders. This organization provides critical medical care to refugees within their camps. Their link will be in the description of this episode. Although we do recommend this organization, it is important that you do your own research before spending your own money. Also, there are a lot of great organizations out there helping refugees from the CAR. That concludes this episode of The Refugee Report. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe and share it with a friend. Follow us on our Instagram at WartimeAid for additional refugee information. Tune in next time to learn about the ongoing crisis in Kashmir. As always, thank you for listening.